0: I can't wait to uh, to preach this message. That I say earlier today, I woke up feeling dangerous. But uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the sword, and um, we're right in the middle of our series called Awkward Moments, and we've uh, this is our fifth the, our fifth installment of the uh, of the series called Awkward Moments. And uh, just as a way of review, we had an awkward moment where Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, and that was all about the harvest. And sometimes it's awkward for us to share our faith. Sometimes it's awkward for us to uh, to tell other people about God's goodness and God's grace. And and yet Jesus, you know, he went past sort of the awkward time, and uh, he there was a lesson in it for us. And that is that we should be aware, lift up our eyes, he said, we should be aware that all around us, the harvest is ready. That's what, that's what that lesson was about. Then the, the next week, we talked about... If I could just have you go to the next slide there, please. Uh, uh, Sunin. if you could go to the next slide, that'd be great. Then Jesus talked about uh, the bread of life. And he said something very awkward. In fact, that was the day where he... Um, a lot of people left him. He said, "If you don't eat my body and drink my blood, there's no life in you." And uh, that was that was kind of a, a long. It's a long story. I won't gonna I'm not gonna repreach that message. But that's where he said, "I'm the bread. I'm the bread of life." And you have to eat my you have to eat my bread in order to have eternal life. And then the the week after, two weeks ago, we talked about purity and we talked about. Uh, Areas of of pornography and different areas where we we look at things outside of the area where we're supposed to be looking, and we get tempted and we start succumbing to those things. and And God wants us to walk in purity. We talked about that. That was kind of awkward to talk about that in church, but we did. Then last Sunday, we t- it was another couple of awkward times where, first of all, there was uh, a woman who was a widow and and she wasn't getting. Uh, her justice from the judge, and, and there's even a, a, a comparison brought between the judge and um, and God the Father. And uh, Jesus said basically, he said, you know what, God is God is not like that judge. <laughs> and then he also he Jesus was talking to uh, some people, and a woman came up to him, and and asked him to look after and heal her her daughter. And he talked. He, he really he called her a dog. And that, that was quite a, that was quite an awkward time. <laughs> and I'm not going to preach that sermon again either. That's from last week, but it's, it's all about prayer. But today, uh, today is the day we're going to talk about a sword. And, uh, basically it's, a, it's a, it's a, a teaching that Jesus gave. And I have to tell you that I'm feeling like this is a very a sort of convicting if you know what that word means and if you're new to church lingo what that means is it's a cha- really challenging it's a really challenging sermon uh it can be it can be if we uh, if we look at the glass half full instead of half empty it can be a very encouraging message and uh, we're going to kind of cover both angles and I'm waving my sword around here it's, it's actually it it looks a lot worse than it is cuz it's just plastic right just so, so you know, it's not really dangerous, but uh, in Matthew chapter ten is where we're going to be staying most of the ser- most of the sermon today. And if you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter ten, and we're going to be going through verses thirty-two um, to, to forty-two. But this is this is the title of of the message. It's called the sword. And I don't know what to do with this now with with one hand. Okay, there we go. Oh, that's better. I'm used to having my microphone in this hand. So Matthew chapter 10, we're just going to go through this, but before we do, let's just pray. When when we hear the word of the Lord, and when we read the Bible, we need to be doing it in a prayerful way. And just so you know, that it's it's not just information for our mind, but it's it's life to us. And we need to have that sort of openness in our heart to receive God's word, not just into our brain, but also into the very fabric of our being So, Lord, here we are today, and we honor you. We believe the Bible. We believe the Word of God. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And I pray, Lord, that there will be that spiritual experience of, of that your Word will come and actually feed our souls today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Jesus, uh, this is one of the things that that could be seen as a negative or as a positive and there's actually both in here and I think it would be good for us to to and en, uh, engage with this verse here verse 32 this is where we're starting here Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32 everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven now think of think of what that actually means now Sometimes we think that because God revealed himself in a person named Jesus, we kind of put God on our level. And, of course, Christians uh, are accused of uh, of actually making God in our image and making up the story. And people that w- want to reject the truth of who God is and who Jesus is, they want to uh, accuse us of, of, of actually manufacturing this whole thing. But we we didn't. There's a God in heaven. There's a God who is above all others. He is totally separate from us. His ways are higher. Anything that we know about God, He showed us because we aren't able to understand Him without that. He wanted to, He did it verbally in in the Old Testament scriptures. And then also, He became a person in Jesus Christ to reveal Himself to us and to show who He is. To us, but without without that, God is so much higher than we are we can 't really get it or get him and here 's that wonderful Creator, Almighty God, creator of the universe, and he and his son want to know us so intimately and want us to be uh, you know in fellowship with him. And he says, if you will love me on earth, if you will uh, if you will acknowledge me on earth, if you will testify of me, and if you will live for me on earth, I will do the same for you in heaven, and I will have your back with the Heavenly Father, and I will acknowledge you before him. Now, is it is it seven, over seven billion people on this planet right now? And and I don't know how many people have all have lived like all together let's just say for a number it's 11 billion people every one of those people jesus knows personally he knows you personally and he's going to acknowledge you you know he's going to say to the father you know that ralph mothy you know he he was he was a man who he he was a gentle person you know he was just one of those guys you know not doesn't really kind of you know, make a lot of noise in the, in the planet. But he loved me, Jesus is saying to the father. And I want you to bless him. I want you to, I want you to know that he acknowledged me and he's with me and we're okay with you. Hallelujah. That's all right. And God is doing the same for each and every one of us that will acknowledge him. Jesus is acknowledging us to the father. And as this sermon and as this portion of Scripture, as it gets a little tougher and a little more, you know, in your face, it's going to get, don't worry, it'll get worse. If you think it's bad now, it'll get worse. Let's remember this one, that Jesus said, I'm going to have your back with the Father if if you'll acknowledge me. If you'll be my person, I'll be your person. That's good news. Like, this is this is the one. Like, is there someone in your life that you would like to like you? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's your teacher. Maybe it's your boss. Is there anybody in your life that you would like to like you? Listen, the most important person that you want to like you is Jesus. <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> he can do the most for you. He can bless you. He can supply your needs. He can heal you. He can he can make your life turn around. He can give you abundant life. And he can give you eternal life with the Father in heaven. Like this is a this is the right person. You know, it's who you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And if you know him personally and you acknowledge him, he says, "I'm going to I, I you're going to be happy you did that, <laughs> believe me." And of course, then he says this. And of course you've heard you've heard this and this is so counter culture this is the beginning of the sword this is the sword of the message of the bible he says if you will deny me if you deny me here i will deny you in the heavenlies because it's only through Jesus Christ that we know the father you know there's a lot of people that'll say well i'm spiritual well, I believe that, of course, there's, you know, there's, there's something out there. There's someone out there. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of funny ideas and they say, well, I'm okay with the idea of being spiritual. I'm okay with being the, with the idea of having, you know, having a God, but I don't, I'm not so sure about this Jesus thing and all this born again business and on and on it goes. But Jesus says, listen, if you aren't going to be with me, I'm not going to be with you. It's not okay to deny Jesus. It's not. He says, if you will deny me, everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Now, the next verse is, the, uh, is, is, a, is a real kicker. Verse 34. He says, he says don't imagine... Don't imagine. Don't even think about it. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace on earth. Well, wait a minute. You know the Christmas and all the Christmas story. You know, peace on earth, good will toward men. And Jesus says, "Don't even think about it." I didn't come to bring peace. Like not everybody is okay with God. And I, I can I just say it this way: I, This is not a funeral. What are you going to hear at a funeral? Oh, he's in a better place. Well, there's a sword. Not everybody who dies is in a better place. There's a sword. Jesus said, don't imagine in your minds, don't even think about it, that I came to bring peace. No, I came to bring a sword. The sword is the message that it's only through Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, listen, I've set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. Now, I I really hope and pray that in this room that it's not like that. But I was just reading this morning, I was just reading a story of a fellow in, in Ethiopia. And I don't know about his household, but he was a police officer in Ethiopia. And he became a Christian. And word came out that he was a Christian. And he actually was arrested for being a Christian in Ethiopia. This happened like this week as far as I know. And the uh, the Human Rights Tribunal or whatever, uh, they got wind of it. And the human rights people of, of Ethiopia, whatever their governance is, they were able to get him out of jail. He was released from jail. When he got out of jail, he found out he lost his job in the police department. And the person that got him out of jail said, listen, I can't tell you what to do, but probably it would be a good idea if you move, get out of town because you're not safe right now. And there's people all over the planet, all through history, where there has been, even within homes. There's been people that have uh, that have betrayed each other in homes and people get in trouble for believing in Jesus, just for believing and acknowledging Jesus. Sometimes it can be very dangerous. You know, you and I, sometimes people giggle when we tell them that we believe in Jesus. Sometimes people argue and we think, Oh, no, I'm suffering for Jesus. And we are. It's hard. It's hard sometimes to take a stand. You might lose a promotion. You might lose out on a relationship. But Jesus is saying, look, I've I've come. Don't even imagine. Don't think about it. I'm not here for peace in this area. On this point, no pun intended, on this point, I came to bring a sword. Not peace. Is it awkward yet? He goes on to say something that I have to tell you, I've, I've experienced this. I've experienced this tension. He said, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, this is verse 37, you're not worthy of being mine. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. I mean, that is really strong language. And I, the reason I'm Going through this, I mean, I really like the sermons where everybody's going to be happy at the end and, you know, clapping and all that. And I'm not fishing for any kind of applause. This is not the kind of message that you're going to just feel all goosebumpy and happy about. But this is the whole Bible that we, be, part of the whole Bible that we believe in. And in fact, I have a, a Bible where the words of Jesus are in red and all of these scriptures are in red. In the, in the scriptures. Because Jesus himself spoke them. That's what the red part means. And he says, if you don't, if you love your mom or your dad or your son or your daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. Then he said, sort of the kicker, and uh, verse 38, he says, If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And now, I want to tell you that you know I've never been beat up for being a Christian. I've I've, I've given up some things. I've sacrificed some things in my life for my call, in, in my my ministry and things. I've made some sacrifices. Uh, But life has been, thankfully, life has been pretty good. And I I wonder about that. I believe that God prospers us here in the West so that we can make a difference in places where it's not easy. I certainly believe that. And that's one of the reasons why we have such a strong missions program here in our church. But uh, I digress a little bit. If If you refuse to take up your cross, you know, sometimes we just have to decide to serve the Lord when it's not easy. Is there anyone that agrees with that? <laughs> Sometimes it's not easy, but we need to make a decision to serve the Lord. He says, listen, if you don't take it, now taking up your cross, we don't, we don't do that here in North America, 21st century North America. But there's a guy that looks like he's from our, our time, but most people don't have to carry their cross. People that, that were going to be crucified, it was one of the most horrible execution styles in history, designed to create incredible pain, literally. Uh, people that were going to be crucified, they had to carry their cross to the spot where they were going to be crucified on. It was part of the shame, part of the part of the uh, the, the torture. They would be they'd be whipped, they'd be beaten, they'd be jeered. The shame, the you know, all all of the all kinds of suffering, and if. Jesus says, if you're not willing to carry your cross and lose your life for me, then you're not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you'll lose it. Uh, You know, really, with Jesus, it's really all or nothing. You know, either we're in or we're out. Now, if you're a guest here today and and you're just kind of checking out this church, you know, first of all, we believe this. Second of all, it's not always like this. But third of all, you still need to hear this, because serving Jesus is not like, and I've said this maybe too many times, but it's not like having the Jesus card in your wallet. You know, what's in your wallet? you got Jesus in your life? That's great. But actually, serving Jesus Means to follow him. Being a Christian means to be a disciple. Someone who wants to serve God more than anything else and where Jesus Christ is the Lord. That's what it means to be a Christian. It doesn't mean that you think Jesus is nice. It means that you're serving the Almighty God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul, he was quite a world mover, quite a shaker. He, he was a very successful person. He was brilliant. He was well educated. He had life. He was just like ready to be one of the most successful people in his environment back in the day. And he wrote this, uh, and this is on slide number 10, Sunine. Uh, he wrote this in the book of Philippians. And he was there in a, in a Roman prison when he wrote this. And he said, "This I consider all the things in my life that I had. I had everything going for me, and I consider it as garbage." Now, someone really nice must must have been a Canadian or something. But that word "garbage" actually he he called it. It was it was actually a whole pile of of manure. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word. I almost said because this is you know this is church after all. But it, he just called it a whole bunch of nothing for the sake of knowing Christ, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own, thinking that I can make it somehow on my own, thinking that I can be good enough and God's, you know, God, I'm okay because all the good, you know, outweighs the horrible bad things I've done. He says, listen, I don't, I don't have that kind of righteousness, uh, but I have righteousness which is through faith in Jesus Christ, a righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And once again, I'm just going to take out my trusty sword here and remember that we are involved with Jesus who said, I came to bring a sword, and he's expecting, he's demanding 100% commitment from us. And exclusivity. <laughs> you can't serve me you know, and mess around with other philosophies and other religions. You can't have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Cause you know what happens? Let me just say, okay, if, if you think it's that way that you can, okay, I'm going to take some of the good from, you know, this religion and some of the good from that religion. No, oh, yeah, Jesus is okay. I'll take some of him and a little bit of this. Who's the standard in your life of what's right? Okay, who's the ultimate authority Who's the ultimate authority in your life? It's, it's you. It's not Jesus. See, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. And if you and I, we well, I'll take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, and I'll just have it all like, a you know, just a, a beef stew or a religious stew. <laughs> we, it doesn't work that way. Jesus said, this is, this is the way it is. Now, I I love this one here, uh, verse 40. God identifies, he wants to identify with his people. He wants a people that he can actually be in relationship with. And he says, listen, anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. And so it's not only, you know, Jesus speaking sort of down at us and saying, you know, you guys got to shape up or ship out. He's saying, listen, I want to identify with you so strongly that if people receive you, I'm going to figure that they're actually receiving me. And anyone, he says, not only that, wait, there's more. He says, if, if, you, re- if you receive me, you're receiving the Father, And so we're all identified with Jesus Christ. And so we are part of that message. And we are part of the people that are the people of the sword. There is a difference between the believer and the unbeliever. Now, I'm not saying that we're better than everybody else. I'm just saying that we have a relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. That is is what the Christian message is all about back to the apostle paul remember he was the, he was this guy and he was out actually so he he believed he was so anti jesus that he was out persecuting the christians he was doing like the uh, the ethiopian police force they fired that police officer this week because he loved jesus and here paul he was on his way from jerusalem to damascus in syria And uh, and he was ready to to you know to persecute Christians, throw them in jail and all that. And he got knocked off his horse in this light, and he met Jesus in a vision. And Jesus said to him, "Listen," he says, "Why are you persecuting me?" He didn't say, "Why are you persecuting my people?" He said, why are you persecuting me? He was so identified. Jesus is so identified with us. He says, if people receive you, they're receiving me. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for you and I to have our lives in order because we are the representatives of Jesus here on earth. Jesus loves you and he loves us. He wants to identify us with us so closely and he is connecting us With the Father. He goes on to say this, verse uh, 41 If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive a righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward just like theirs. And even if you give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will truly be rewarded. God's keeping track. God's keeping track and you know he'll never ever forget some of you here today you uh you you didn't feel like coming but you came anyway some of you brought kids that didn't that were dragging their feet you know some some of you made a sacrifice to be here god's keeping track you know when you when you made that phone call last week to encourage somebody god's keeping track when you put that money in the offering god's keeping track god will not forget all the things that you do to help others and to bless others and to minister and to sacrifice for Him, Amen. Now, I want to uh, I want to share with you two more things. One is uh, a quote from C.S. Lewis, and this is slide number twelve, Sanine. Slide number twelve, and and what he said. He was a great Christian thinker, and if you've if you've uh, read the Narnia books or read some of his material, he's a great Christian philosopher from the ninth, uh, 20th century. Uh, and, and often say about Jesus, I'm, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. He's, and this fellow, C.S. Lewis, he said, that's the one thing we should not say, that Jesus was a great moral teacher. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be like a devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man, Jesus, was and is the Son of God, or else a madman and something worse. Jesus he said I didn't come to bring peace don't even think about it I came to bring a sword if you can't receive me you're you're lost he said I'm the way the truth and the life and you know this cuts against our culture my goodness this cuts against our culture and you know if if i suppose if if uh, you know, if if the wrong people heard this and I went to the wrong place, you know, perhaps, you know, this message could get me in trouble. Probably not so much here in Canada, but right now in Canada, this message is very dangerous in lots of ways. And a lot of people don't like this kind of a message because they like Jesus to be a nice guy who says everybody's fine. And he says, don't even think about it. I came to bring a sword. Here's the sword Jesus is the only way to the Father, and he will be the judge. He is the judge of the whole earth. And now I'd like to close with a prayer that was designed for um, a meeting, a conference, uh, the Lambeth Conference of 1948. This is an Anglican conference that happens mostly every 10 years, and so they didn't have one in 2018. Apparently they're going to call one soon, uh, but they're not doing it every 10 years. But For a long time they did, and they did one in 1948. And this was a prayer that was designed and written for that conference. And I thought it was very apropos, uh, very appropriate for us here this morning. And I'd like you to take a look at this, and then after we take a look at it, you can decide if you want to pray it. And then after we decide, then we're going to stand up and we're going to pray this, okay? Because I'm not going to, I don't want you to listen, whatever you do, don't. Don't pray this prayer if you don't mean it, for, for sure, okay? But I, I want to encourage you. Now, if you're here and you're thinking, wow, I, I, I'm not sure I've ever heard a sermon like that, and maybe you haven't, but Jesus loves you, and he wants to stand before Almighty God, and he wants to be your representative before the Father. He wants to represent you in the heavens. He loves you. He wants to identify with you. And he wants you to receive him into your life. And so this prayer, and I'm just going to read it out loud. You can, you can see it there. You can follow along. Uh, Almighty God, give us grace not only to be hearers, but doers of your holy word. Not only to admire, but obey your teaching. Not only to profess, but to practice your way of life and worship. And not only to, to love your gospel, but to live your gospel so grant that we learn of your glory sorry what we le- what we learn of your glory may re- we may receive into our hearts and show forth in our lives through Jesus Christ our lord amen so now if if that prayer represents something that's that's in your heart i i felt like this was really well done well written i'm sure that they took some time to write that, uh, then I'm going to invite you in a moment just to stand and uh, and we'll we'll say this prayer out loud together. You can pray with your eyes open, reading a script that's okay. you can do that. I know that we like to pray with our eyes closed and sometimes not even say it out loud, but it's it's okay to do this now I've noticed that a number of people writing furiously and taking photos of this slide and that's fine no problem you can do that let me tell you that every week our slides are posted on the website just so that you know if you are interested you can get them online as well probably on tuesday, on tuesday afternoon if you uh, if you want that just so you know okay um let's so let's stand we're going to close now and uh if you are here and you know you've you've never thought of it this way you've You've had Jesus, you know, in your world. You're kind of, you kind of feel good. You have warm thoughts about Jesus, but you're not one who has received Christ personally. I'd like to chat with you about that after. Please come and see me. If you'd like personal prayer, we do have people that'll pray with you. But let's, uh, um, let's take a look at this and, uh, let's read this together and, uh, then we'll be dismissed. Almighty God, give us grace to be not only hearers, but doers of your holy word. Not only to admire, but to obey your teaching. Not only to profess, but to practice your way of life and worship. Not only to love, but to live your gospel. So grant that what we learn of your glory, we may receive into our hearts and show forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, trust that God will bless you now and into the future. The coffee's on. Have a cup of coffee and have some fellowship. And if you'd like prayer, please feel free to come on up. Thank you.